Hello and welcome to another episode of the Villa Talks podcast. Welcome to another episode of the pre-match social. Uh, I'm back on hosting duties. Uh, sorry to say for all you AJ fans out there, uh, man like AJ is on is on the pod. So he'll, he'll be piping up in a second, I'm sure. But yes, we're back uh, after uh, one of the best 2-1 defeats uh, I've ever been to. Uh, we'll obviously talk about that game. We'll do the usual hero and villain of the week, stories of the week. Um, we'll do some... Villa Vault and obviously AJ will do his vital statistics and we'll look ahead to the Leicester game. So usual uh, spiel from us, uh, usual uh, segments that we look at, um, but there's plenty to talk about. So let's get straight into it. Um, how are we doing, boys? AJ, you good? Yeah, I'm all, I'm all right, mate. Busy busy week this week with uh, work. Uh, I had a, a few drinks last night as well with a couple of friends in town. So, uh, nice. you know. Going to be nice? Oh, no, just the truck, mate. I, you know, standard, standard, straight forward defensive type pub. You know, nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing exciting or too remarkable. You know, but uh, but I was uh, one of our one of our uh, committed listeners was uh, one of my co companions there. So uh, he was uh, he was asking me when the next episode was out. So good. Uh, here we Excellent. are recording it. Although he did say, and I don't remember saying this, he did say that I'd suggested after the city game we'd get my mum on to do. Part of the uh, you did say that, you did say that. He was saying that they should have done one that was just my mum and Carl talking about the city game. I don't, I, I don't know why, but that he thought that would be a great idea. This is, this is going to be one of our most anticipated uh pods ever, I think, because there's a, there's a lot of people out there who are waiting for Carl to talk about Jack Grealish's return. Um, and uh, I've sort of set it up for today. So, Carl, I'm expecting big things from you today, mate. I'm expecting heartfelt, emotional, opinionated. I'm expecting oh, it all. We'll see what I can do. All right, all right, all right. Oh, just leave, leaving us, leaving us teetering on I the edge. I mean, he was only on for five minutes and he didn't really do anything. So, there's not that much, there's not that much to talk about. It's a great, great banter from Pep to bring him on, though, when he could have just put yeah, yeah. on instead. Like, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. I think that was quite clever as well. Um, Sam, uh, bad news for you, mate. You can't go to the game on Sunday because your daughter's got COVID. Yeah, poor Erin's got COVID. So uh, even though she, uh, it was her birthday treat to go to the Leicester match um, and she was really up for it, we can't go because she's got COVID. And uh, yeah, and because I was probably a bit more Dino out uh, than the three of you, I'm, I ha- I'm still to see Gerard's Villa. So I, I'll have to wait for Burnley now. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, other than that, I'm all right. No, well, it's good to hear and good to, well, we didn't say about Erin's, Erin's okay, just lost her sense of taste a little bit, but um, yeah, we'll talk about Gerard's Villa as well. I obviously got to see him for, for the first time on Wednesday night and it was quite interesting actually to watch him live rather than on the telly. Uh, he got a good sense of what, what actually has been going on behind the scenes. So we'll talk a bit more about that in a second, but let's start straight away with uh, from the stands of Villa Park. It's the new stories of the week. So a uh, few few different news stories. Uh, firstly, let's talk about Carney, Chipwell Maker. Uh, story coming out that apparently he won't be signing a new deal, well, for now anyway. He's got 18 months left on his deal. Uh, apparently there's rumours, whether it's true or not, whether it's come from the agent or not, uh, that um, he's not sure if he can see a path to the first team. Uh, I must say, I don't know what you guys think, uh, AJ, but... Uh, I, I don't really agree with that given he started the game already and had a few sub-appearances and, and also has been injured for, for quite a few weeks as well. 
Yeah, um, it's. I mean, I think if he the first thing I'd say is if he does end up leaving, uh, I don't think you know, given the investment in the academy and all of the talk about you know becoming self sufficient and all of that, I, I don't think it's a good look uh, for for the club. Um, but obviously, that's a way off. He's not he's not gone yet. Uh, he may end up. He may end up. Um, he may end up staying still. I know. I, I think you look at Ramsey, and I don't see well even Greenish for that matter. But obviously, he's a bit of a class apart. But you look at Jacob Ramsey, and I don't see how you can really say there's no path uh, into the first team. I do think Dino could have used him a bit more than he did in a couple of games. Uh, I, you know, I do, I do think he could have been thrown on a bit earlier or a bit more often. But I, you know, it's not like he's been frozen out. He's been involved with the first team a lot. Um, and he has started a game and he has come on. And, and it, you know, in the context of that, I did think it was interesting that Gerard chose to bring him on um, in the game uh, uh, against City because he could easily have brought on El Ghazi or he had, could have brought on Ramsey. You know, there, there were other options on the, on the bench. So uh, whether Gerard felt like he should do in the context of that news story... Uh, I don't know. It wouldn't really fit with the sort of um, tough man, strict taskmaster spiel that we've been getting from from Gerard. You wouldn't think he'd be swayed by something like that. But yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's an odd one. At the end of the day, if it is the agent, it's his job to try and get him as big and good a contract as as possible. So you know, but it's a bit, it's a bit of an odd one, I think. Sam, what, what do you think? I mean. Uh, uh... 18 years old, he's he started the Premier League game. Not many 18-year-olds are starting Premier League games. He's had a few summer appearances. AJ does make a valid point that there were games where he could have been utilised a bit more. Do you think the likes of maybe like Jude Bellingham doing so well at Dortmund has maybe influenced things slightly? Um, maybe someone to attain to in terms of what they've done abroad. Do you reckon that has a, has a, has a bearing on things? I think it probably does. I think, um, you know, he's obviously uh, one plenty of plaudits and praise and you know he's got the physical stature I think already to to mix it at, at the highest level um I just think that what you know it's going to take him a little while to perhaps uh be able to find the consistency to kind of you know stamp his authority on matches the way he would do at under 23 level where he was running the show could he go and do that in Germany I think I don't know I, I think probably he could do um Although I think you also have to say that Bellingham's looked fantastic for England as well. Um, and, you know, obviously had a brilliant season in the championship at age 16. Would Carney be better off going to the championship? I, I, I think perhaps. What do you think, Omar? Would you like to see him go on loan for, to the Champo for a bit? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, well, I mean, you know, Bellingham, obviously, that's where he got his game time and that's where he honed his skill, didn't he, and that, at that level. So... He's always going to get, a, you know, he may start the odd game, but, uh, you know, he'll gonna, he's, he's more than likely going to get 20 minutes here and there, isn't he? I think, uh, especially in that midfield, you know, we've got Sanson coming back now who looked who looked decent. Yeah. Came, we came on to Canvas on form, Louise is on form, McGinn's on form. It's going to be difficult for him. Ramsey, obviously, is unlucky not to be playing as well. So then again, you might say, well, you know, Ramsey didn't go out on loan and look at look what he's done. Um, so there, there's the counter argument, I suppose, but... How old's Ramsey? Is he 21 now? 20, I think. He's 20. 20. Yeah, yeah. He's, ju he's just been more patient, hasn't he? But then he wasn't quite as lauded in the youth as, as Carney. As Carney's obviously seen as, you know, a really special talent. So, yeah, I think that 
maybe that's one of the reasons why he's a little bit more impatient. And is the Bundesliga, you know, outside of Bayern and, and Dortmund, is it all that? I mean, it's funny, isn't it, watching Leon Bailey, and I know he's had his injury problems, but you look at the numbers that he did in Germany and you just don't quite see it yet. Yeah. Uh, and you think early days, well, yeah, but you know, I, I agree. Yeah, no, no I, I, I totally agree with you. It's early days, and it's too. We we don't want to be too quick to judge uh, for sure. But I mean, I think there is a suggestion that you could go over there and, and and stand out when maybe you'd find it tough in the in the Britain the English Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose so. I, I think I think the thing I'd add, and I'd, I'd I said this in our chat the other day as well. Um, in the story, they were talking about the big. British clubs who he's being linked to as well, specifically the two Manchester the two Manchester clubs. If he does end up going to one of those, then the whole spiel about wanting playing time is obviously nonsense because he's going to be far further down the pecking order at those clubs than he is uh, at Villa Park. If he does go to somewhere like Dortmund, who've got a track, and don't forget, it's not just Bellingham. Sancho was playing there as a as a as a young player. Um, Haaland as well, um, who all right. You know, when he went there, already had a, a pretty strong track record and, and so on, but still a very young, a very young player. You know, as as a club uh, uh, who are willing to put trust in talented young players and get them playing in the Bundesliga and also often in the Champions League as well, um, there probably isn't uh, there probably isn't a better option than that. But um, you know, the article that came out was specifically talking about some of the big English clubs. Um, and again, you know, you don't blame players for having their heads turned by those clubs, but you can't on the one hand say you want to leave because you're not seeing a route into the first team and then go and sign for Manchester City, where apparently having to play Fabinho in midfield is a massive issue uh, and an injury crisis. So, Fernandinho. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. You say Fabinho? Completely agree. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry, Fernandinho. Yeah. Uh, uh, Completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, it's a valid point, completely. Uh, moving on, uh, other news. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Courtney House crashed into a nursery. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because no one got hurt, so otherwise I shouldn't really be laughing. Um, but to be fair, mate, it was the ga- it was the gates. You yeah. didn't actually. Yeah, it, it wasn't the actual nursery. nursery. It was the gates. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it was, was a Lamborghini. The... I don't know if you guys yeah. saw, but uh, every news story, the Lamborghini, the value of the Lamborghini is changing. You know, like one minute is 180,000, now it's only 300,000. Imagine only being as good as Courtney House and still driving around in a Lamborghini. Isn't that mad? <laughs> mad. Isn't it mad? Like, none of What's us. The, who's, the, who's the equivalent 90s player of Courtney House, you think, for Villa? Um, fuck it. Rica- Ricardo Schimmacher. Uh, Carl yeah. Tyler. <laughs> Carl Tyler. Carl yeah. Tyler, I mean, good shout. I, I yeah. guarantee they... He probably is, probably is a Tyler now. Probably yeah. a Tyler. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got, uh, yeah, they're, they're the sort of players that would get a bus to work and Courtney Howes has got a fucking Lamborghini. Madness. <laughs> we couldn't be as average at our jobs and drive a Lamborghini. And, and you know, that's a bit harsh on Courtney Howes. He's been, go- he's been good for us. But you know what I mean? Like, it's It's mad. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit harsh on me as well, mate. No, I'm I didn't say you. I didn't. Job, not, I'm just I'm saying, average. if you were, you're good at your job. Have you got a Lamborghini? There you go. No, I've got a Peugeot. I've got a yes. Peugeot Rifter. It's very, um, it's very practical. It's yeah, well, a lot there of space you go. In it. There you go. You've made my point for me. Um, how much was the fence? How much was the fence worth that he crashed into? Did, I don't, he, did he go through the fence? Well, it looked like a it looked like a, a decent fence, one of those like proper metal mm. ones with the spikes on top, you know, yeah. painted blue. Yes, yeah. yeah. 
And I think it might actually have been the gate that he took out, which is probably a bit more expensive to replace than the um, than the, uh, than the gates as well. So yeah, yeah. Everyone saw... Omar, Omar's disappeared, by the way. That's yeah, yeah. why we're filling and chatting about fence quality and that, because he's just he's disappeared and uh, we don't know what the new, no, next news but, item but, is. But, so. but did, you, saw, you shared it on the group, and I had seen it, AJ. The... Um, the bit about Perslow saying we were going to replace Grealish with three players to, to yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it was uh, Matty Cash for being with some sort as, as the uh, middle-aged <laughs> man. So, um, and then you got Villa Dad. Yeah, and then you got caught in the house, uh, crashing his car, and um, what was the other one? I can't remember. It was. Um, um, ba- ba- go, Bailey getting injured. Um, <laughs> Bailey getting injured. Yeah, yeah Bailey missing. Bailey, Bailey having pop, uh, pop Rad, at Rad underscore nauseam that was for anyone like uh, that was very good, it very good. You want it was very good. I mean, it's got nearly three. It's got nearly three thousand likes. So, you it's know, big numbers. If there's anyone listening to this pod that hasn't seen that, that well, would be very, very guys, surprised. I broke the uh, free figure mark on Twitter uh, a couple of days ago. Finally got my hundred follower. Uh, wow, so, massive! Yeah, okay. Quite happy with that. I've now got 101. So you might get you might get more followers if you didn't spend your whole time on here calling everyone on Villa Twitter a wanker. Or yeah. Worse. Well, I don't want I don't want too many. I'm, that's about about the numbers that I want. Nice. Um, Perslow obviously had a, a pretty lengthy interview on ABTV, although uh, admittedly I haven't really seen all of it. I've just seen bits. Uh, but the big the big big thing to come out of that was the expansion of Villa Park. Talking about fifty thousand potentially. Talking about increasing hospitality and improving his hospitality as well. And the twenty twenty thousand pound season ticket. Uh, twenty thousand pound season ticket. Sorry, twenty thousand uh, wait on the waiting list for the season tickets, uh, which is massive. It's, I thought it was ten thousand. I didn't realise it was twenty thousand. Uh, that's crazy. A crazy figure. So, yep. Yeah, I guess uh, they're going apparently going to put a, a planning permission in to start putting in plans in place to increase capacity as well. So good news uh, for Villa. Good news for the fans, good news for the club, increasing revenue, hopefully, if we continue on the path that we're going on. Um, and I think that was it, really. I don't think there was anything else, uh, any news stories. Anything else, guys, I missed? Uh, oh, we, the Papa uh, John's, we got, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we got knocked out of the Papa John's, didn't we? Yeah. Did anyone watch that? Um, I saw I saw bits of it and a couple of mates were there and uh says we were unfortunate to lose it. And they had, you know, they had some players in the team with Premier League experience, with Championship experience. So yeah. uh, it was a good test for them, and I think a little bit lucky. And I think the um, the pen that they got were, you know, we was unfortunate to have that given against us. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched uh, most of the game, um, and then I switched over to the Norwich Newcastle game, which was awful. Um, so I was sort of switching between the two, but um, we were Villa. The play kind of amusingly awful. Yeah, though, like, it was. I mean, Kieran, yeah. Clark, Kieran Clark that said was it terrible. Off, was, was great. Yeah, it was great. I, I was laughing. I was laughing. I just wanted uh, Norwich to batter him, but unfortunately they didn't. But no, uh, the youngsters were so good. You know, I, I just can't believe they're playing a Lee one side, established Lee one side, uh, who weren't who were in the championship not so long ago. Ben Watson playing midfield for them. You know, players like that. Who and our our two midfielders were brilliant. Uh, really uh, dictated the game, imposed themselves on the game. Uh, and we were we were genuinely unlucky. We had lots of chances, uh, probably a little bit more, a, a bit more calmer in the final third. Some of them, and then you know we would have won that game. There's there's a couple of instances where you know we made the wrong choice in terms of passing or shooting. Uh, I remember one where uh, one of the players was through on goal and tried to lay it off to Archer, but made, played it too ahead of him. 
for an open goal and the keeper managed to scoop it back but just just things like that I think but good learning experience did did so well in this tournament um excellent performance again uh, and and really you know dominating these teams not not just going there and you know trying to snatch a win they 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 are dictating these games and and dominating these games which is great to see and and obviously bodes well for our future so shame we're out but it's been good and enjoyable ride uh, I do wonder now whether some of these players will go out on loan, uh, uh, especially the likes of Cameron Archer, Caleb Chukwameka. Uh, they look too good for that level. So I think they need game time and uh, they've already shown that they can play League One. So there have been a lot of League One teams impressed by them, I think. So I guess we'll see. Uh, but that's it for the uh, new stories of the week from the Standard Villa Park. So we'll move on to Hero and Villain of the Week. Carl, um, what you what you got for okay, us? Well, well, we'll go with Hero first. Um, um, there was a number of people I could give it to, but I'm going to give it to Marvelous Nakamba. Um, I think because we haven't done a pod since the Crystal Palace before the Crystal Palace game. Those two games, I think he's been brilliant, um, and you know, not far off our best player in both games. I thought. Um, you know, I I can't imagine him winning uh, my coveted hero of the week many times. Um, but he, I think he deserves it. Um, I can't imagine us starting Leicester without him. Um, he'd definitely be in my team. Um, and uh, I, I I've been really surprised at how sort of crisp his passing is. He still makes the odd mistake. He still makes a completely wayward pass now and again. But um, I think he's been a huge part in the last two games of how well we've played. Yeah, I think he's got a player of the month as well for Villa. So the fans have voted him player of the month oh. as well. So uh, that there you go. just got announced literally a few hours ago, I think. So yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I do think uh, the way that we're playing... And I'm sure Adrian will probably speak more about this, but the way that we're playing, the the style that we're playing, is really suiting him. Um, he's allowed to be that defensive linchpin and not have to do anything more than that. Um, and it's playing to his strengths, and he's been he's been fantastic. But also, he, like I say, he's been progressive with his passing as well. It's just great to see. And Gerard's already mentioned, you know, he said we knew he was a good player, but he's you know, he's really impressed us. Uh, so uh, undroppable at the moment, isn't he? Mm. Um, anyone else got any, um, would have chosen anyone else or? I was just going to say, I think Marvellous is a, is a great shout. Um, uh, I, I think in part, like the, the reason why it's so pleasing is, I mean, obviously he's, he seems like a really lovely man, but also, um, you know, it's always good when a player who's kind of, you felt like they're struggling a bit and they may be a little bit out of their depth, which I think we have felt about, uh, Nakamba, uh, in the past seems to be finding his feet and showing that you know actually he he can uh he can do it at this level i mean uh in the city game uh he had five tackles uh two two blocks and an interception so he's he's basically won the the ball back eight times for us in the game um completed um 20 out of 24 passes um and you know it, it didn't go forward very much in in uh in that game but you know it's just a tough game to to do that and yeah i think 
I mentioned last week. He's he, he's playing deeper. He's playing very close to the back four. If you look at his uh, um, average position, and that was the same against City as it as it was when we talked about it uh, last week. Uh, I think that suits him. Uh, and with the way we were playing under Smith, the defensive midfielder had to cover an awful lot of ground and had to get across and help out the fullback. That was part of their job, and that requires a lot of mobility, which was an issue for Nakamba and and also to a degree for Louise when he played there actually, um, as well. Uh, but the with now with the two number eights having to do that job and having to get across. Um, uh, and the two narrow tens dropping in to to pick up the deeper midfielders of the opposition. That means that his job is really just straightforward: protect the back four, protect the centre halves, force players wide. Um, and uh, I think that's that's really suited him because it's kind of taken taken out of the game the the bit that he was really struggling with. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And and quite interesting to see Dougie Louise come in and play that number eight position rather than coming instead of Nakamba and playing a slightly different role. Uh, we talked off air, obviously, on WhatsApp in terms of his performance and uh, a lot of fans have been raving about about him uh, and his performance and, you know, created five chances uh, against Man City. I think he's another one you could maybe uh, give a shout mm. out for because I thought he's probably, was he our best player, him, Wendia? Yeah, him, no, he, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he, he was absolutely brilliant. If it was just the, if it was just the Man City game I was doing... Yeah. It would be would have been uh, Dougie, but uh, I think over the two games, I think Nakam probably That's deserved fair. it more. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I thought I thought Louise was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, five five key passes, as you say, Omar. Obviously, he got an assist, and others talked about Watkins finish. But actually, in that corner routine, you've got to be pinpoint with the ball in as well. Um, and that was that was an excellent uh, ball in. Only only Matty Cash progressed the ball more as an outfield uh, player. Uh, for Villa, so um, really good uh, progressive uh, passing distance. Um, you know, completed eighty four percent of his eighty four percent of his passes, um, and uh, as he usually does, he contributed quite a bit um, defensively uh, as well. So yeah, a really strong performance from Louise, and yeah, fair enough to put him as another nominee. But I think Carl's right that because Nakamba's done it over a, over a few games in the week that we're talking about um, it probably does deserve yeah. to be there. You, you mentioned Watkins there AJ um, I thought watching him play the amount of work he put in uh, on Wednesday night how he held the ball up against Diaz and Ake, Ake uh, that sort of leading up to the goal as well that little one little first touch over the top for actually Young to run into that which led to the corner um, I, I don't know what you think Sam but I thought he that was probably his best game for us in a long time because I think he's been a bit hit and miss so far this season. But he was really on fire on Wednesday. Yeah, I thought he was great. Um, re- really, really good. And as you say, oh, well, I suppose Pep would probably say it. They, they had some sort of scratch defence out, but obviously the amount of money they've spent on those... Uh, 41 million, two, million okay, by the way. 41 yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, but, uh, but I honestly thought he was he was excellent. He was uh, holding the bullet really well, running the channels. What a lovely smart finish. Um, I think there's a stat, isn't there, that if he scores in the game against Leicester, he'll be the first player to score in four consecutive home games since Gareth Barry in uh, November 2006. Um, so that's, that's a nice sort of stat. Um, and yeah, you'd back lovely. Him. Thanks for that. You, you'd back him to do it, right? You'd back him to get a goal against. Yeah, Leicester. definitely. He's obviously, definitely. Uh, got, got the confidence to do so, and they're looking a bit ropey. So uh, yeah, I hope he does it. Great um, finish. I, great I first time finish, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, lovely. I agree yeah. with you. Um, 
as well, Omar, that against Palace, he looked a little bit ropey in the sense that, you know, he got through a lot of running, but his touch wasn't quite there. And uh, there were a couple of times when he had, you just want him to knock the ball past the player and get a shot off. And he was, you know, not quite getting away. And uh, and, and he went down for those two penalties. And I think both of them would have been soft if, if they were if they were given. So, uh, you know, I thought his performance against City, against a better side, really, was excellent. Just going back to... Um, to the midfield, yeah, Nakamba. He's he, he was his performance against Palace was nothing short of stunning. Um, the his his muscle on the ball. We talked in the pod before the Palace game about Conor Gallagher and how he was running the midfield for Palace. And uh, what I thought was really unbelievable was, you know, Gallagher had a good game on the ball. He looked good. He was he was their outlet. But even though Gallagher had a good game, we absolutely controlled the midfield. Completely controlled it, and that was all down to uh, to Nakamba, who was just you know the fulcrum of everything we did, and and his, his ability to pick out the tens with those passes, those crisp passes. I've never seen him do that before, and I just thought, wow, you know, actually this this lad could really, if he can keep these levels up, hold a, hold a, hold a place down and be first choice. And I, that is a sentence I did not see myself uttering this season, um, mm. but you know, here we are, and it's great to see. Talk talking to number tens. Do you, do you think? Do you guys think we're seeing the starting to see the, the best of Bundy now? Yeah, he's uh, looking good. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. I mean, that, the 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 build up obviously to the um, second goal against Palace. Uh, he was instrumental in. He was instrumental in that. Uh, was very surprised that El Ghazi didn't actually shoot himself, but I think he was a little bit off balance, and I think that probably helped us out and stopped him from <laughs> yeah. having, his, having, a, having a shot himself. Um, but the the interplay there, and, and very similar, um, the build up to Chukwameka's chance, which you know uh, was a great save, but uh, was the best chance of the game from a xG point of view, and you'd really hope he's putting that in the in the top bins where the Keeper can't get anywhere near it, but um, but the the build up and the 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 play from Bundy, and we've said this about a few chances and a few passes he's made this season. Uh, unfortunately for him, none of which have led to goals. Otherwise, his assist numbers would be looking much better. Mm. But I don't. Again, I don't see another player in our team doing what he did there, bringing it under control. It's the shape of his body, you know, he, he's off balance in a way, and he still managed to turn and play a perfectly weighted three ball to um, to Chukwemeka, who's made a very good run. Um, uh, um, as well. To be fair to him, so yeah, I mean, it, there's still moments where you get a bit frustrated. I don't know if those are going to improve or if we're going to always have those, and it'd be a bit of a case. I don't of know. Taking I've got, I've got, I've got a theory about that. He's, he's creating chances. I, think, I just think, you, um, it, given his size, his frame, um, you know, I think I think we're just going to have to accept it a little bit uh, in the Premier League. I think he's. He, he he doesn't shirk responsibility. Shirk his responsibility. He doesn't hide from the ball. He's always trying to get in that number ten position, trying to make things happen. And there will be occasions in the game where he will either get muscled out of the ball, uh, given who he is, or he will you know, turn into trouble or or make a make a pass that doesn't quite get in. But he's trying to make things happen. He's trying to do that that those risky passes, those ones that you know half the time don't 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 actually. Uh, come off but when they do come off they obviously create the you create that sort of you know I, I can't remember the last time we were we, were, we played like that we were playing somebody we trying to attempt so many through balls and playing in between the lines and you know normally we're getting out wide we're trying to overlap the full back and trying to get crosses in and try and play on the break and and, and i think that is only going to help us in the in going forward longer term is if we can play that kind of football intricate football 
in between the lines and Buendia is going to be that that key player who can do that. I think we just have to accept that you know he's one of these players that will will do two or three crap things a game um, and you just accept it. But those two or three crap crap things will then alongside that well, you'll have two or three great things that might lead to one or two goals uh, or, or two great but chances. I think as well if he's playing in that if he's playing in that 10 role and he's playing a bit higher up and we're also as Sam mentioned you know we're starting to control the middle of the park which we you know we haven't done for years um then it's it's less of a concern if he's giving it away I, I guess like those kind of uh you know if you give it away on the halfway line under smith you know, with the way that we played, you know, wide open and all that. And there's advantages to that way of playing as well, which, you know, which we saw. But you're in trouble almost straight away through transition, whereas um, in, with the way we're starting to play now, um, that's that's less of a less of an issue, I think. Um, any more shouts for Hero of the Week? I've got one non-Villa related one that I want to bring up. Oh. Ali McQuist on commentary. He's so good. I've been, I've been saying oh, it for a couple yeah. of years. Oh, but... yeah. We were we were talking about this in the pub last night. I, what I don't understand is, like, every time he's on the commentary, especially when he's on with Clive, because they're the they're you know the deadly yeah. duo. Twitter is absolutely alight with everyone going, <laughs> oh, you know, Coisty's sensational. They've got all this chemistry. It's brilliant, and yet, you know, you still get these shit houses like Keown and like Danny Murphy. Who are universally yeah, hated, I and I can't imagine Coisty's charging more than fucking Martin Keown. Why is why is Keown still on when he was on the other day? Uh, I think it was the it might have been the Newcastle Norwich game actually, which made it even worse. And he literally didn't know the difference between an in swinging and an out swinging cross. <laughs> and it, it wasn't like just a one off mistake. <laughs> he said it for, uh, literally four times. Uh, it's a great it's a great out swinging cross, and it was an in swinging cross, and it's just like. How has he been a professional footballer for his in entire career? Like, uh, I, and I just don't it, get it. Get Coisty on. Yeah, you've made me so angry there, AJ. AJ, just thinking about the existence of Martin <laughs> Keown that I'm temp I'm tempted to change the <laughs> of the week to anyone who's ever employed Martin Keown. I bet he's got a Lamborghini. About football. I bet he's got a Lamborghini. <laughs> Average as fuck. Aston, bear in mind, Aston Villa once employed Martin Keogh. That's true. No, no. no, no you've been with McCoyce as well, yes. I think. You know, I've been saying it for a couple of years now because I listen to him on TalkSport and things like that as well. And he's like the only bearable thing on TalkSport. But he's just, he's just, the guy is just honest as the day is long. You know, he's just, I mean, commentary as well. Like I saw someone else put this on Twitter as well. But if he if he says something and he looks back in the replay, he goes, "Oh, oh yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got that wrong." Whereas other pundits, yeah. like Danny Murphy being a prime example, will just stick to the guns, even though it's wrong, even though it's like, "Well, no, you got it wrong. It's not a pen. It's obvious to see." Yeah, or try and do some mental gymnastics to talk their way yeah. out of it, or yeah. whatever. It's just like, just annoying. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Frustrating. We only, we only get McCoy at these ram, random Amazon Prime games. We don't actually get him consistently. Yeah, just admit, no. uh, just admit, Danny, that our, our having a set piece coach has improved our, our creative set pieces. You know, oh, one thing on that, I did notice the long throws were back against they Man were. City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gerard, Gerard softened on that but, a little but bit. But Gerard also was um, not just the, the set pieces; it was also sort of general play. Had his arms around Austin McPhee. Having a little chat, talking tactics, you know, yeah. a bit of influence there. There's definitely a bit of influence there. I, I, yeah. I bet John McGinn is going to be an absolutely sick commentator when he's finished playing. Oh, yeah. That'd be <laughs> awesome. He's going to be top. Yeah. top uh, he's going to be the new top draw. He's going to be top draw. It'll be better than Gabby anyway. 
be a better pundit than Gary. <laughs> mm. um, villain of the week then, Carl? Okay. Uh, so who do you think I'm going to choose? Um, I can't think. Oh, I don't know, mate. It's really tough. <laughs> you told you told me on Twitter the other day you were going to say XG was villain of the week. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I'm, I've got to... I'm, I'm just... I don't. Yeah, I've started to think that XG's bullshit, but I'm not going to choose it as a villain of the week. But it, it's it just seems it just seems utter bullshit. Never tells you what the game felt like or and no. I'm not. We'll leave that for another time. So, right. So villain of the week. It's not a person. It's a group of people. And okay, this is who it is. It's. Any ex-footballer, current footballer, football pundit who has the balls to tell Villa fans how to react <laughs> to Jack Grealish coming coming back to Villa Park. He, I mean, and, and to give him a name, I'm going to use one of these pricks. And it's fucking Clinton Morrison. Oh, no, I hate him. Clinton O. Morrison. <laughs> I, why does he think... Like, I don't know if you saw their reaction to it. It was like, it, it was worse than any reaction to when a Blues fan ran on the pitch and punched him in the face. Just because we booed him. Like, I don't care. Like, uh, if if any fan at Villa Park decided to clap him, fair play to you. That, that's, your, that's your choice. You do what you want. If anyone booed him, fair enough. Um, and, you know... If you decided to sing Villa Till I Die louder than we've ever sang it at Villa Park, brilliant. It sounded great. But who, why do these people think that they tell us how to react to it? He's not, what, what's special about Jack Grealish coming back that means we're not going to boo him? We, we booed Ashley Young when he came back. We booed Gareth Barry when he came back. I don't see what's different between... I never, Jack I never booed back. Gareth like, Barry. Sorry, I never, never did that. No, no, well, that's fine, and, and, fair, and fair play to Sam. I did, because I'm an arsehole, <laughs> but, but that's my right to be an arsehole. What, 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 Jack Grealish, hang on. I, I Sorry, he's still ranting, he's still ranting, I've tried to go to red. He's gone red. No, <laughs> right, the, the, the thing is, is that they use the fact that he's a fan as a reason why we shouldn't boo him, but then they also you like, say that, He's a professional footballer. Of course he's gone to Man City. Well, don't fucking call him a fan then. Like, he, he's not a fan. He's not a Villa fan anymore. He is a professional footballer. And he's he was right to go to Man City. Let's be honest. He was right to go there. But what, I'm not going to fucking be told to politely applaud him <laughs> when he comes back. He he was on the bench. He He... He was laughing when Man City scored until he saw the camera was on him and then suddenly... Was pretended that he was a man who wasn't going to fucking celebrate. Like, it's not about Jack Grealish. I, he, he was right to go. Of course he was. As a professional footballer, why wouldn't he have gone? But don't fucking, don't tell us what we should do. Jamie Carragher telling us, like, that... And talking about loyalty. Sorry, I will... No, I will carry on, carry on. Talking about loyalty. Talk, talking about how loyal he was. He tried to leave us three times. In his recent interview. That's what I was yeah, going to say. I was going to say yeah, He tried yeah. to go to Tottenham, but they didn't let him. He tried to go to United, but they decided to sign <clears throat> Fernandez instead. Oh, he's so loyal. He played for you in the Championship. Because yeah. we didn't... He, he wanted to go. I th I th he was under contract, for God's sake. 
<laughs> in his recent interview, in his recent interview, he said, when I realised that I wasn't going to Man U, I was like, okay, I'll sign the contract. As long as there's, yeah, that, as long as there's a release course in yeah, it, by the way. That, that's not loyalty. I mean, I, I mean, again, it doesn't matter. But people have reacted like we've done something wrong. Yeah. Everyone gets booed. It's football. Well, it's a fucking pantomime. On, on that point, there was a lot of very self-righteous Manchester City fans on Twitter also having a, having a pop at us for booing Jack Grealish. <coughs> they were booing Ashley Young just because he played for yeah. Manchester United. Like, why is that better as a fact? Like, why do you even give a shit? Like, it was ages ago. Like, what? If It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you know, just so annoying that the double standard of, yeah, well, we're going to boo this bloke for this reason that we think is legitimate, but, but don't... Don't be, don't be your former players. Like actually, no. And, and the other thing What's I would what? say is, th- the there were more claps than boos. I reckon. Like I, I think you know, and I, I think it's a I was generous there. So gesture. I think, I think to... you look around. I think the whole end was definitely more boos uh, than claps, but the rest of the ground yeah. was definitely more claps than boos. I saw people booing and clapping at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. There's one person who's got away with it so far that I'm bringing up, and that was whoever was running fucking the admin of our Twitter page. Who decided yeah. to put that post out? I mean, I, I can guess. Perslow's had something to do with it. He still wants to be friends with Jack Grealish. Um, he's still like that. Is that was so Birmingham City? It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. So yeah. um, them as well. And and actually, if I was going to choose a villain of the whole piece, it probably would be the club for deciding to put that out. Don't. I mean, it it, it didn't it didn't make anything better. It wasn't going to stop fans that were already going to boo from booing. It just meant they were going to boo louder, and it was just it was just a stupid. It was thing it to was go. weird. It was um you know there was it was definitely it was definitely more booze in the whole end, and and you could see if you looked around, there was definitely a lot more clapping going on in the the more let's say more family stand areas of, of Villa Park. But um, I think I think I, I think as well on the vi- on the video thing. Sorry, yeah. Omar. Um, I can see why. Uh, one of you said this on the on the chat, I think, as well. Like, I can see why he's, you know, the people in the club want to stay friendly with him. Uh, you know, he's still got mates at the club. All of that, all of that is fine because they've all had a different sort of personal relationship with him that we've had. And let's face it, from the point of view of one day, he's not going to play for City forever. He might, he might want to come back, you know. So don't, don't burn any bridges. But to expect fans to embrace that in the same way and be like, oh yeah, thanks for the, thanks for the memories when he's come. And I didn't even mind when they did the video when he went and it was thanks for the memories. That's a different thing. But when he's coming back to play against you and to try and defeat you. It was just very a weird, really weird, weird. Like, Scott, Carson, Scott Carson didn't get a fucking video, no. did he? <laughs> no. <laughs> we appreciate video. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't boo, I didn't clap. I think Villa Till I Die was the... was. I was so glad someone started that. It was right behind us, someone started it, actually. Uh, and it and it just sort of spread across the ground and it was the loudest Villa Till I Die I've ever, ever heard. And that was exactly the right response because it was, you know... And this is the way I feel, personally, is... I've lost any sort of emotional attachment to Jack Grealish. Like it, it, it doesn't really bother me that much anymore. It did, obviously, when he left, but it doesn't bother me that much. No, 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 me, me neither. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but no, but you're talking, you're talking about like what you're, you're defending Villa fans here. I think, which is a different thing, and obviously, we're going to feel emotional about that. 
But him coming back, I didn't really feel anything. I didn't feel like I wanted to boo. I didn't feel like I wanted to clap because I don't think he deserved a clap. I appreciate what he's done for us. He's done more for us than pretty, pretty much most players in the modern era. Uh, but at the same time, you're completely right, AJ. He's had th- he had three opportunities to leave, and he wanted to leave at every single of those one of those opportunities. But I think the little I die was the complete right, right response, in my opinion, because it was this is our club. We will be here till the end. You gave up on us, sort of thing. And I, I think that was the the right response. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, a boo or anything like that. It was sort of the it's sort of focusing on us rather than anything else. And 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 to be honest, by the end of it, when the game finished and it was all said and done, when he went round, ninety percent of people were clapping him. Hardly anyone was booing him when he was walking around and clapping. Uh, so, you know, that goes to show most fans, as you say, Carl, it was a bit of a pantomime thing. You know, they just wanted to get the atmosphere going. And to be honest, it was probably a very clever substitution by by Pep because we were in the ascendancy a little bit and they were on the ropes. And that sort of took the shine off the game a little bit because Villa fans were started then focusing on Jack and uh, and not, not, not supporting the team. And, and we sort of lost the momentum a little bit, to be honest. Mm. Also, he gets it out of the way a little bit, doesn't it? Like he's he's kind of like next time he comes back, it shouldn't be such a big no, deal. No. And, you know, he played for ten minutes; he didn't really do. Uh, it. He uh, was tidy uh, enough. Yeah, but... uh, hopefully next time he comes back, Matty Cash fucking st- smashes him into to Rosette, uh rather than they. I, 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 there was a bit of it didn't look like the the wanting to put in too much of a challenge on him, which slightly disappointed. I I, I would have enjoyed it a little sort of stamp on the toes or a little brush against his shins and watch them fall apart. <laughs> right. I was more uh... inclined to, I felt, I felt I was more inclined to boo once the club started putting out those tweets. Because I just thought, no, what you're doing here is you're reminding us that this bloke left uh, because he felt that there was a better option for his career. And that means that he's not behaving like the fan that he claims he is. And actually, you've just reminded me of that. And I'm more inclined to boo. And I thought that was just complete own <laughs> goal. Because most of the fans, you, when you read about, you know, when you read the Twitter pay, uh, hashtag or whatever, a lot of fans are trying to say, he's just another player. Let's stop talking about him. Let's move on. But the club don't let you. So it's like, we'll, we'll you know, we'll boo to send the message to the club that we, we're trying to move on. Stop going on about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on anyway. Uh, enough for Jack Greenish. Yeah. yeah. Let's stop going. We've just we've just gone on about it for yeah. twenty minutes. Well, let's move on. I was waiting for that all all week to be well since Wednesday anyway. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. So let's move on to uh, should we do a quick vital statistics, ladies. Yeah! AJ. On you, mate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just give me All a right. sec, mate. I've got on my phone right. today. So, uh... Fucking hell. What is this amateur hour? <laughs> well, you know, I was working till late, so I, do, I haven't uh, got it. I've got it, though. I've got it. Let's uh, Vital statistics. Here we go. Uh, so, head-to-head uh, with Leicester. Uh, do, you reckon we're, do you reckon we're winning or losing? Of course losing? not. Of course winning. Yeah, well, see, Carl, when I looked it up, I thought we'd be winning because, you know, in my head, we've been better than Leicester for most of our existence. But no, we've won 35 and lost lost 44. Is there any, is there any team draws. we're winning on head-to-head? Because I, I can't remember. Aren't we one up on uh, we one up on Yeah, Everton that's it. Now. Literally, yeah, literally yeah, one. Yeah. Blue, Probably because we, we, we beat him 100 times in a row in, like, 1906 or something. Mm. But, yeah. Statistically, though, Everton's the most robust one, so I think we should, uh, you know, pay True. most attention to that. Most games played, and we're winning, so you can't True. argue with that. Um, 
In the Premier League era, we're also behind. 1-7, lost 10, drawn 10. Uh, in our last 10 games, again, we're behind, but it's not <laughs> it's not too bad. Our last 10 against them, we've won three and lost five and drawn two. And there's been a bit of a kind of alternation in results in the last sort of three or four games where, you know, they've won one, we've won one, they've won one, we've won one. So um, uh, it's, it's a bit of an unpredictable one in that sense, looking at, at, at the most recent history, I guess. In terms of their form... Um, They've only won twice in the last uh, their last eight games in all competitions, uh, but they have only lost two of those eight. So there's uh, a fair few draws um, in there uh, as well. Um, uh, but they're not they're not in great form. They're struggling to they're struggling to win. Uh, they're struggling to win games. Um, but they have only lost once away from home in the league all season. Um, so uh, they're a tough team to beat still even though um, they're not playing uh, particularly well who do you think are the top goal scorers in the fixture in the Premier League era oh god Vardy's got to be up there Pesco no Pesco's not in there yeah Vardy's top with five Uh, Gabby Gabby scored a few hasn't he he's not in there Uh, Angel scored a couple Mm. Uh, well, he might have a couple. I've got didn't, uh, didn't Tommy as Johnson far as, as far as get three a hat trick against him in the day. Uh, he's not there on three. Go- he's not. <coughs> in the he got a hat trick against someone. Year, I remember who it was. Uh, I'm trying to think of <coughs> Second place is another Leicester player, midfielder. Mas- Mas- old school. Yeah. Yeah. Four goals. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and then on three three goals, there's two of our players and three of theirs. Uh, Milner. Two. Two of theirs are current players. Mm. Oh God, Madison maybe no. I'm trying to think of else. No, Johnny Evans. Covent- Coventry's James Madison, who absolutely uh, loves mentioning that he's from Coventry when yeah. he scores against. He gets us. his haircut yeah. at the same place I do. Yeah. Oh, does he? Don't like yeah. him. Don't like okay. him. Was it? Didn't you mention someone else? Like cut your hair or something? Or did no. I? There was another footballer that had something to do with your really? hair. Really? Sure. No, I don't know. Oh, no, I'm not sure about that. Um, Ian, Ian, Dion Ian, yeah, he's there on three for us. Who's that? Missed that, sorry. Dion, Dublin. Yeah. Dublin. Dion, <coughs> Purcell. Purcell. and then for them, Ian Acho and Barnes have both got three. Uh, and Barnes Tony has got three. Tony Cotty. Oh, what? Uh, Cotty, I think I've yeah, got his Leicester City uh, sticker somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Have you? And Vassell, is that he scored two of them in that five? Was it five nil win there where the fan ran on the pitch and threw a season ticket at Walker? Do you remember that? No. I remember that. Oh, yeah. We beat them. Pe- yeah. I remember. I, I remember a Middlesbrough fan doing it after we'd beat them. Yeah. Someone, someone ran. Well, it was Leicester as well. Someone ran on and did some. We're not a season ticket, but they did something with Walker. They did. I'm pretty sure. Ian Walker. Oh, okay. I'll find it. So it's about as good a time as we could ask to play them. Really, their form's not been. There's. It's not been great. Uh, they're struggling to win games, but they are tending to still uh, manage to scrape a draw here and there. Um. Obviously, Vardy's finding a bit of form. Barnes is back. Lookman's been looking a bit better as well. Or well, I did notice on match of the day, who was ever doing the was doing the commentary the other day, was pronouncing it Lukeman. So I don't know if uh, if we're supposed to be saying Lukeman, but I'm going to stick with Lukeman. I think. I mean, Lukeman does make more sense. To be fair, we're, where is he we're from? Just gone. That's, that's the English word lock. I'm saying <laughs> lock. I think it's look. It's got to be Lukeman. Um, it? It's got to be. 
Lukeman. Sounds like the. Uh, I prefer. Look, I, the, the I, claimers. I like the sound I'm of pretty sure Arabic. It's, like, Ar- it's like there's, Ali McCoist. There's an Arabic. There's an Arabic. Arabic <laughs> name Lukeman. It is, but I don't know if it's uh, if he's got Arabic ancestry. Uh, or there's there's something there, but. Well, I mean, we'll we'll give you the expertise on this one, Omar. We'll uh, we'll just whatever you say. Anyway, <laughs> Ali McCoist. Take Luke. Why is that? Luke, Luke man. Man. What? Why is that, mate? Why are you giving Omar the benefit of the doubt? He's not. Well, because he knew he knew it was an Arabic. Uh, he's only he's... there, AJ. You were going, yeah. you were going not... an angle there. I mean, you, you didn't were going know an where... angle there, weren't you? I just no, think you're in a slightly worrying territory here because, you know, Omar's not Arabic. You know that, right? Yeah, but... This, this is not... the left wing part. <laughs> it's the left wing. Well, that's what I'm worried about. I'm just making sure it's staying. No, but it's true. Yeah. And he's got a point though, because you know I, I am Muslim. And obviously, Arabic is a massive part of our um, day daily life. Yeah. So you know, I think I, I'm with it. I'm with Carl here. I'm yeah, with Carl. true. But um, okay, I think, I think he's right. been the opposite of. of I was just a bit. I, think been, I was just a bit worried. I, he was assuming all that all, all Muslim people knew each other or something like that. And we, do, we, do, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, as I found out when I bought a fireplace from your cousin yeah. without knowing the other day, so. <laughs> you should have told me, mate. I would have got your discount. <laughs> oh well. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> well, and I, I, I don't I, assume all Asians are related I, I, to you, mate. And I don't so, assume all white people buy fireplaces. In future. In future, I will, I will do. We do. Oh, we do. Though, we? I won't be like. It's a lovely fireplace. Oh, by the way, how's your weekend? Are you buying a fireplace by any chance this weekend? <laughs> I'm in the market for a fireplace. No, it's a lovely uh, fireplace, AJ. Very nice. I thought. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Why is everyone seeing AJ's fireplace? It's because it's put on Instagram about twenty times. It's, right? it's doing. It's doing unbelievable well, numbers. Oh, it's it's getting its own account. <laughs> I'm getting a lot. I have been getting a lot of replies to the uh, to the fireplace stories on Instagram. Right, uh, <laughs> Leicester game. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. I've, I've completely lost. <laughs> it's a good time to play. That's what, That's good, what time to play good time to play. Good time to play. Right, let's get let's get predictions then. Uh, Carl, come on, mate. Mm. I know. I think we're going to beat them. Um, I think we'll beat them. I think we'll beat them two one. Um, and I don't care about the team as long as Nakamba's playing. Right, fair enough. Sam? 3-0, Watkins 2 and Buendia. And AJ? Um, <clears throat> oh, I think maybe a, I think maybe a draw. Oh. I think we can win. I think it's an interesting game from a Gerrard perspective, isn't it? Because the first two... Not easy games by any by any means, but games you would go into, and you know, I think we said ideally you'd want four points for this game. These games, you got six, so brilliant, off to a great start. But they're both winnable games, aren't they? Uh, City, obviously, great performance, but it's uh, it's a game you don't expect to win, uh, and it's kind of a free hit attempt, isn't it? This is the first one where you know you really feel like it's a it's a good test but if he's doing really well we'll we'll win but i think more on the basis of what i've just said about leicester yeah they're not in great form but they're still very difficult to beat um and rogers is a is a wily character tactically he'll he's he's obviously faced gerard uh, several times in scotland as well so he knows what to expect um he's also very small as well so uh he's also very well, small very small. Yeah, I didn't realise how small he was. And he's like five foot there six. There Yeah, taller than me, of course. Okay. Well, I've changed my prediction now. That if the manager's short, then we're definitely going to win. Yeah. Good. 
Um, um, when you just said no, I think it'd be a draw, two-two. When you just said AJ about how we was expected to lose uh, against Man City, did you see Wendy's uh, Instagram post after the game where he said it was it was not the result we expected? So oh, yeah. there's there's more confidence within the dressing room. No, he thought it. He, he thought it was going to be four or five-one to them. That's what it was. <laughs> we expected well, to get absolutely thrashed. <laughs> Uh, Just to mention on the City game as well, a pretty key stat from that one was it was the lowest XG. Sorry, Carl, I'm going to mention XG here. Uh, the lowest XG they've managed to generate against any team uh, in mm. the Premier League this season. So, again, that's a pretty uh, big string to... To, um, to, to one-up one you on that, Sorry, to one-up you on that start. I saw something around the fact that it was the first time in 91 games where they got an XG... I don't, again, I don't know which XG side they use. Below, below one. Yeah, below one and also created 10 chances. Yeah, against them. We also created, yeah. yeah, I saw that again. But I also felt like, uh, I'm not sure we really created 10 chances. I'm always a bit dubious about that I don't that remember 10 creation. chances. I remember one chance. Whoa, <laughs> that, hang, on, hang on, hang on. You're not believing chance created, but XG is the fucking be all end. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> Yeah, yeah. I like it. I, uh, I like it. No, like nonetheless, uh, that chance creation stat is equivalent for everyone, I guess. So it's still, we did it better than anyone else, regardless of whether they were 10 genuine chances or. or I mean, not. I'll be honest, um, I can't remember 10 chances that we had. No. But. Anyway, um, right, cool. I think it's going to be 1 0. Uh, that's what I've gone for. And uh, close game, but I think we'll shut them out and we'll get a goal. I think Watkins will score and carry on and get that fourth goal and get Gareth Barry's record um, sh- before we move on just quickly it was apparently I just checked and uh, Ian Walker did get confronted by a fan and apparently manhandled the fan and threw him on the floor so I do remember that now yeah maybe maybe maybe, yeah. maybe check that out and Lookman mm. is in Arabic it means wise or intelligent so how did you know that mate I just googled it there we go there we yeah. go yeah. We, I, all, I, see, I, we all could have done that yeah but I knew it was Arabic I just didn't know what it meant so there you go Okay. I did. I did half the job, as always. Uh, should we do? <laughs> should we do a bit of Villa Vault? Yes. Yeah. Let's do Let's it. Do Villa it. Vault then. There we go. Here we go. Sam, on you, Sam. Okay, so I've got I've got a Wednesday night in 1995, lads. All right, you love a mid 90s, don't you? I do. I love it's a halcyon era. I think I might have been on a ski trip in Italy when this took place. Ugh, um, as, middle as class. James Pendred okay. will know if he's listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Wednesday, 22nd of February 1995, thirty thousand nine hundred twenty-five at Villa Park to witness what was a quite obviously quite a entertaining, pulsating, frenetic encounter uh and it, i don't suppose anyone can remember the result but i'll give you a bit of a clue as to the uh as to what it might look like four three not far off three two four all four all yes the old uh the old four four time signature yes so four four right and uh it's 95 so you probably i reckon lads are going to nail the team all right who's in goal Bozzy. Bozzy, yeah we're playing a back five, lads. Who's in it? Paul McGrath. Yeah. U- Ugo Southgate. Not Southgate. Ugo's there. <clears throat> Staunton. Staunton's there. Um, Alan Wright. Oh, we need another centre-half, don't we? 
Alan Wright, Gary Charles. Uh, Gary Steve? Charles is in the side. You're missing a centre half. No, Alan Wright. No, no, no Alan Oh, Wright. Staunton's playing left back. Oh, yeah. who would have been left? Uh, was it Barry a bit too early for Barry then? Too early, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 98, was four, he? Yeah. He's 14 at the time. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 90, sorry. I keep thinking he said 97, it was 95, wasn't it? it uh, I think he would have still done a job at 14 in this team, to be honest, but anyway. Yeah. Would it be in Sean Teal, maybe? Was it Sean Teal. Teal. I was going to say Sean, Sean Teal. Teal. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we had a midfield uh, three, lads. Who's in it? Townsend. Ian Taylor. Townsend, Draper. Taylor. Taylor Townsend, yes. Richardson? No. How? No. No, I mean, uh, no. We play this. We've got a player here who's probably more like a ten, right? It's probably like a four two five two one three. Uh, Johnson, uh, Tommy Johnson, Tommy you've got Johnson. it. Yeah, you got it. And then two up front. Sam uh, York, no. York, 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 York. Sam, York, I don't think Sam. it was Sam. <laughs> Savo in York. No, York and someone else. Oh, uh, Saunders. We haven't signed Savo yet. Saunders. Dino, Dino, yeah. Dino, yeah, yeah. Uh, Atkinson came on. Had we not? Had we not signed? Not, no, season no, after, no, signed signed him, no, yeah. he hadn't signed. Oh, him. so is this 94, 94, 94, 94. Who did we? Um, he did say it was. He did say it was February, mate. If you pay attention. Sorry, no, we, I don't yeah. pay attention to everything he says. We brought on Atkinson, right? But we brought on another player who is a kind of bit of a forgotten man, winger. Who do you think it could be? Neil Lampy. Neil no. Neil Lampy. No. Fenton. No. Oh, uh, uh, who would have been that time? I'm trying to think of Tony Daly still played for us then, didn't he? But he's not a forgotten man. He's no, no, we were talking about. I think I know, I think I know. Who is it? I'm trying to think. Was it Dar- Darren Byfield? Was he there then? No, no, no. Oh, it was after. This, this, after, this bloke, it? this bloke used to play for Forest before he came to us. Steve Stone. No. no, it was. No, oh, that was late. I know this. I know exactly. I can see him in my head. I can see him. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Hang on, hang on. Don't fucking... Don't know Googling home. No, I'm, 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 I'm looking, I'm looking, but I'm not going to say it. I know, I can think of it. I can think of it um, in my head. I know exactly who he is. I, can't think I wonder if the listeners are getting it. They are, they're screaming at us right now. All right, I need another clue. So right, yeah, the clue I remember is Tracy, it. I remember. Tracy Chapman is the clue. Oh, well, that's a great clue. That's a great clue. That fast car? Um, <laughs> nearly, nearly. Oh, Franz car. <laughs> yeah, you've got a. Uh, I wonder if that was the chant. You've got a Franz car. Oh, I've got a ticket to get us out of there. Oh yeah, he is a very much a forgotten man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we literally did forget well, him. So. Yeah, yeah, well, because he was shit for us, man. Um, I don't think he was great for Forest, was it? Might be a good right, one. Might so, be a good one for the pod, AJ. Searching for searching. For oh Paris. yeah, Franz searching for Franz car. Franz car. Yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah, I wonder what he's doing. Um. He so, played for Reggiano apparently, Italy as well. I did yeah. he? I think he was. Is he not? He's not like Perry Digweed uh, is like. Uh, no disrespect to Perry. Um, I hope this doesn't put him off coming on the uh, the new pod. But he was a level below, really, wasn't he? Like Franz. There's a lot. If you look at look at Franz Carr though, he's got a lot of single. Like, apart from Forest and New, Newcastle, he's got pretty much everyone else's single uh, digits in terms of appearances. Did he get any England? And he's got, yeah, like, he's got about fifty. He's got about fifteen. Mm. Fifteen right. clubs. He's got England, get 21 England caps. caps. All right. Under 21. Uh, nine, nine caps under 21. I feel like he's more of a season two of the pod kind of man, though. I, yeah. I, I wanna, like, it's got to be proper 
deep cut type players in, uh, in season one. I do think I do think that Perry Digweed will have been put off by what you said. Just just seeing so you know, Aljai. Well, oh, he's, a, he's a level level below, isn't he? Perry knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Perry knows well, that. But Perry's really yeah, self, Perry's very self aware. I think. Yeah. Right. I've got. I've, okay. I've got. Yeah. Let's look at the Leicester team, right? You're not going to remember all of them, but there are three. Oh. There are three Leicester players that have played for Villa that played that night. Who are they? Oh yeah, Simon Grayson. Grayson, yeah, Larry, yeah. Yeah, uh, good shout. Yeah, he was on last week, wasn't he, Larry? Yeah, yeah. Well, shut that door. Hesky. Yeah, well, yeah. Hesky no. was he there? No. Uh, who else played for? I'm trying to think. Uh, we signed someone else. Uh, we signed for, for Leicester a couple of seasons after, didn't we? Draper. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. One of them. Draper came from Leicester, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. we're missing one. Back? No midfielder. Oh, another midfielder. Oh, I can't. Give us a clue. Give us a clue. We've mentioned him on the pod yeah, recently. Nineties, early nineties, ball player. Ball. Ball player. You know, like kind of uh, ball player. Passer. Yeah. Uh, Gary Parker. Gary Parker. Gary. Oh, Gary Parker. Parker. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, smashed it. You, yeah. We should do mid nineties every time. AJ, you do you, <laughs> you did well in recent weeks. You've been really well in recent. I weeks. know. Yeah. Uh, Impressed. It's the. It's the it's more like the two thousand early two thousands. I really struggle with for some reason. I don't know why. Do you want to know the score as well, lads? So the scorers were we had we had four different goal scorers that night. We had Steve Staunton, oh. Dee Saunders, Tommy Johnson, and Dwight York scored. Um, and for them, uh, Mike no, bloody hell, who is this bloke? Ewan Roberts. You probably remember him. Yeah, Norwich. Yeah, yeah. Norwich. Oh, yeah. yeah. Norwich yeah. Mainly, didn't he? Yeah. Coventry manager Mark Ugly Robbins. Bloke, yeah, and they had yeah. And there's some bloke they've brought on a suck called David Lowe. Who sounds like he should be a darts player, and uh, yeah, he's he's got a David. Brace. Lo- David Lowe can be on the. David Lowe is an option for the podcast. He's, I've never even heard of him. He's got a brace from the bench. He, he, might, he? he might be yeah. too niche, AJ. He might oh. be too niche. I, to I mean, yeah, yeah. Four, four four, and they scored. Yeah, late doors, last minute equaliser. So uh, I hope they used uh, this is a low for the song for David Lowe. Uh, yeah, they should have done. Yeah. Um, it's not probably not great for a chant to be honest. Yeah. But it's a good song. I'm a bit annoyed the uh, Leon Bailey song is is being replaced by the one that they've nicked from Rangers. Which is so shit. I really like. Which is it's yeah. shit. I don't like it. I really like uh, you. You are the greatest winger we've ever seen, Bailey. Well, isn't Bailey. it a bit suspect the new one as well because it's like a African yeah. yeah chant and he's Caribbean. Yeah, it's. Oh, uh, is it? I didn't know that. So, it's Shakira, isn't yeah. it? It's la 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 la. Hey, hey, that one, the old World Cup one. This time, is for it? Africa, right. isn't it? I think All so. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Shakira is not African, guys. Yeah, I saw some. Well, no, but the, it's got like an African. Yeah, yeah. Chant. And it's for it, the I mean, it's Cup. quite bad that we're just saying it's African and we don't. You know, there's literally hundreds or thousands of languages in Africa. We've got no idea what it is. It was for the but, South uh, Africa on World Twitter, Cup. Some of us. I know, but even in South Africa, they've got a number of different languages. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I just uh, I'm not I'm not sure about it to be honest. Yeah, cool. But right, it's shit. Cool. Hopefully they'll get rid of it. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, thanks, Sam. Well, I mean, he's always injured anyway, so yeah. yeah. True. Pop on thighs as Carl called him. Um, thanks, thanks, Sam. That was uh, good as ever. I, I, yeah, I'm a quite I'm quite enjoying actually the mid nineties. I'm not very good at it, but I enjoy it nonetheless. And AJ seems to be an expert, so. I'm sure he's enjoying it. Uh, But I think that's it for us, isn't it? I don't think there's anything else we need to discuss. So uh, thanks, boys, as ever. It's been enjoyable. Uh, Friday night rather than Thursday night for us. But obviously the game's on Sunday, so still a couple of days left. Um, Thank you for listening. Please do 
subscribe and follow us on whatever podcast platform you're on. Uh, pod is sponsored by MeBay Digital, local Birmingham-based company. Uh, do check them out for all your digital marketing needs. And uh, up the villa, up the Gerard, up the Nakamba. Up the villa. 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 Up the villa.